0: Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Monique Paris-Garcia. She is an animal behavior specialist from Ohio State University. Great to have you here.
1: Thank you, I'm really happy to be here.
0: We're gonna talk about a painful topic for the pork industry, and that's pain. Um, Nobody really likes to talk uh, about pain. Nobody wants to experience it. Um, I think as humans, we understand that Uh, Sometimes a little discomfort is necessary. You go to the doctor, you go to the dentist, and sometimes they'll they'll numb you up to to compensate for it. But what about with pigs?
1: Yeah, pigs has been a really challenging area from a, a pain management perspective because we do have some procedures or processes that we do on farm for the benefit of either meat quality or for the benefit of the pig that results in pain. So when we're talking swine specifically, we perform castration, We perform tail docking and sometimes we perform teeth clipping or ear notching. Um, All of these have been scientifically demonstrated to cause pain as shown through deviations in behavior and physiology. Um, And so we recognize that as an industry, but kind of the going forward steps on what's the resolution or what's the solution to this problem has been extremely challenging and something that's not been easily has been easily provided a, a nice solution that can be packaged onto a commercial swine farm.
0: Yeah, and How do pigs express pain? Is it pretty obvious or are there some hidden signs that people need to look for? Yeah,
1: so the challenge with pigs is their prey species, right? So evolutionarily there's no advantage for a pig to show that it is injured or experiencing pain or potentially compromised. So it's very challenging to see pigs experience pain or it's very challenging to quantify it. Um, Pigs are very vocal species, so if anybody's worked with pigs, they know they're going to squeal, they vocalize a lot, um, whether they're being handled or with a painful experience. But for us to really be able to see pain, we usually use cameras and we're out of the room and we watch hours and hours and hours of video looking at very subtle changes to their behavior.
0: Well, people can be pretty vocal about pain too, but at least, as I said, if you go to the dentist, they'll get you numb with some Novocaine. Um, What are the options available for veterinarians and producers if they're doing castration or tail docking, for example?
1: So right now in the United States, we have no FDA-approved drugs for pain management in pigs. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. So we only actually have one product that has the label pain on it, and it's for cattle. But from a swine veterinarian's perspective, there is nothing that I can give to a pig that's label-approved for pain management.
0: That seems like a big part of the problem right there.
1: Yep, absolutely. So we have been working a lot and trying to be very proactive, interacting and creating dialogue with FDA to try to get pain drugs approved for livestock, but it's very challenging because you need to have validated methods to quantify pain in pigs. And, And given the fact that we are not people and my pig can't tell me, I am experiencing a seven on a scale of 10 of pain. We have to be able to figure out kind of unique objective ways to validate pain indirectly.
0: Maybe just having a regulator watch the procedure and see how the pig reacts would be enough to sway their decision.
1: Yeah, you would hope so. We've gone down this road quite a bit and unfortunately, American Association of Swine Veterinarians and National Pork Board is really putting a lot of resources and funding into creating that dialogue and developing protocols for us to be able to move forward. Are there any
0: alternatives to castration or tail docking that maybe we should be taking a look at if we can't manage the pain associated with the current
1: procedure? Yep. So we have kind of a couple roads to go for this. So because we don't have anything label approved, we do have the ability to administer a drug in an extra label manner. So this is, as a veterinarian, I can say that I do not have any drug that's labeled for pain management in pigs. And I know this animal is experiencing pain and suffering, so as a veterinarian, I am allowed to use other FDA-approved drugs to relieve that pain. Now, that has kind of been the road we've gone on right now, just to manage the pain itself. But we do have a couple of options, particularly with castration, that we could try to eliminate the procedure altogether. So, one of our options that we could do is raise intact boars, so we would slaughter them at a lower body weight to try to prevent that maturation of the pig and prevent boar taint. Um, One of the kind of interesting approaches, new technologies now, is immunocastration. So it's actually a vaccination that's going to create an antibody against those hormones that allow a male pig to mature. The pig has to receive an injection twice um, in the finisher stage, and that is something that's very exciting. But we're not really sure from a consumer standpoint if everybody's going to be okay with that.
0: And is that the big holdup? Because I know that that option has been available for several years, Mm -hmm. but it just seems like... While it's done very well in Europe and Latin America, Australia, it's had a hard time getting off the ground in the United States.
1: Yes, it seems at this point it's really consumer driven. So there is this concern of the acceptance of the product from the consumer, um, as well as just ensuring that we're doing it accurately and reliably. So if a pig does get missed and that pig is going to be slaughtered and they have that off odor of boar taint, mm-hmm. it can really change kind of your eating experience as a consumer. right? So. Um, we have seen several companies in the United States that are implementing it right now, so I don't think it's a holdup on the, on the company side. I don't think it's a holdup on the packer side. I think it is kind of that concern of just going to the next jump and seeing where, where we're at with the consumer.
0: But knowing how consumers are so concerned about animal welfare and pain management and things like that, uh, but this would be a, a no-brainer. What's the real holdup in your mind?
1: I think the holdup comes down to not really understanding what it is. So I think when people s- hear that you're going to inject a pig with something that's going to influence the hormone, they think that we are injecting hormones into the pig.
0: Which is not the case.
1: Not the case at all. You're actually vaccinating. So you're creating an antibody and immune response to a hormone that is naturally produced in the pig. So there's a real challenge with the education and being able to create that That dialogue with consumers and being able to understand the science behind what we're doing. Now getting back
0: to your research with pain management um, you've been looking at uh, a transdermal solution could you tell us about that?
1: Yeah so given the fact that we're probably not going to be within the next five years anywhere close to having the entire United States using an immunocastration product we really need to find an alternative for pain management right now. Um, and if you kind of crunch the numbers and you, and you assume a little bit about our swine industry population right now, we're looking at about 94 million pigs that are going to have to be castrated on a yearly basis. One of the challenges that I work with producers is how do we do this in a realistic way that's economically feasible, that's logistic to implement on farm. So have, being required to inject pigs multiple times, handle pigs multiple times, can be very challenging to the producer and the caretaker. So being able to provide a topical or a transdermal drug that doesn't require a lot of uh, extra labor cost or a lot of handling, seemed like it would be a fantastic, ideal scenario for us.
0: Now, I remember doing an interview many years ago. There was a uh, company that had introduced a new parasite control mm-hmm. product that you poured onto cattle. Mm-hmm. And then I thought the next you know, natural progression would be then to introduce this product for pigs. Uh, but I remember them telling me that no that's not going to happen yeah. because a pig skin is more like human skin yeah. And so you don't get the same absorption. Do you have the same challenge with the compound that you're looking at.
1: Definitely. So when we talk about any kind of transdermal absorption of a drug, it's going to be based on the vascular supply, so how much blood is in the skin. And for our challenge with pigs, it's kind of twofold. One, our pigs are fat, right? We have a lot more back fat on pigs Mm -hmm. than we see in cattle. So just getting through that fat layer is going to be our challenge. Mm Our second area is that there's a lot of blood supply and vasculature around hair follicles. So when you think about cattle, you have hair follicles that are just going to be completely surrounded with that skin. With pigs, we do have hair, but it's uh, it's a lot less, and so trying to get that absorption to work can be difficult, and that's exactly what we found with our results. Um, we didn't see an absorption anywhere near what we wanted. We were about a 1% absorption, so 1% of the drug actually got to the blood. So absolutely not going to be effective in terms of trying to manage pain with that particular product.
0: And specifically, where were you trying to apply it?
1: We applied it along the back of the animal. Okay.
0: So why on the back of the animal if your you're docking tails are castrating the pig, wouldn't you yeah, so uh, put the medication down there?
1: So this is a little bit different of a medication. So this is an analgesic that's going to work systemically. If I was trying to just control the pain at the castration site, this is what we call a local anesthetic, and it's usually injected or applied topically. Um, But we were actually looking to get that drug systemically working in the body, so it would be going through the blood. And it was about 17 mils that we had to apply onto the sow, (laughs) a lot. So the back was kind of an ideal scenario for us to make sure that it didn't completely run off of her.
0: So do you see this then as having potential or is it back to the drawing board?
1: I think in terms of this particular product, we're back to the drawing board. Where I'm still very excited about is that we are starting to see alternatives for drugs. So this is the first product that we've seen related to pain that's label approved. And this is the first product that has has come in a different form than an injectable. So I'm excited that the pharmaceutical companies and kind of the industry as a whole is starting to become a little bit more unique and say, okay, how do we really make this work? Um, I don't think that this product's going to be able to go forward with swine just given the results that we have, but it's definitely opened the conversation up and it's gotten a lot of people excited about finding a good solution.
0: And are these all long-term solutions or do you see something on the short term?
1: I think from the short-term standpoint, Providing pain management through a pharmaceutical approach is our best option. I think long term we're going to start seeing some deviations in how different companies are going to handle castration. So I do think some companies are going to go the immunocastration route. I think some companies are going to look at alternative methods as well, um, potentially looking at intact bores. But I do think that we need to figure out a way not only to kind of control that acute pain, but how do we, how do we manage that pain from a longer standpoint.
0: And in the absence of that product today, um, what are some things that veterinarians and producers can do to kind of lessen the pain at castration and tail docking?
1: Yep, so the couple options that we have, we still have the extra label approach, so we can still use FDA-approved drugs like Meloxicam or Flunix and Megalamine Injectable um, as an option for pain management. And I do know there are several companies that are starting just to implement pain protocols, pain management protocols for castration I think from the caretaker's perspective is just ensuring that our caretakers are well-trained, that, they have, that they're using sharp, clean equipment, and that they're ensuring that the, the process is going as smoothly as possible. And I think that's going to really be beneficial for the piglet so we don't have any additional issues associated with the process itself.
0: And is there anything we can learn from the pork industries in Europe or other parts of the world?
1: I think one advantage that we have is that we are in good conversations with swine producers and swine veterinarians in Europe and Australia. And I think we're working together as a whole to find the solution. And, and that's very encouraging to me because I don't ever walk into a room of swine vets and they don't want to do it, right? Everybody recognizes that this is a challenge, that we need to manage pain, that's the right thing to do, it's our ethical obligation, but we just need to figure out a way to make it feasible.